Welcome, everyone, to the Stupid Sexy Podcast. Because it can podcast nothing at all. All right, Dan, it's a new year, but old Simpsons. What are we reviewing this week? Oh, we're reviewing a classic episode. That is season two, episode 15. It's Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? It almost seems unfair to call it a classic episode because in season two, almost all of them are classic. But, uh, but yes, this is a this is a very very important episode in Simpsons history, very important. We are going to go back to February the twenty first of nineteen ninety one. A very important guest star, a very important moment in Homer's life in only the second season. Uh, something that comes back once and then doesn't really come back ever again. Yeah, which is odd. If you actually, uh, if you actually look at the appearances listing of Herb Powell, he's in five episodes. One of them is a clip. One of them is a picture, and the other one is just the voice. So, there you go. There are uh, mentions in some comics and everything, but otherwise this character is pretty much just gone. He's in one actual sequel. Yep. Which is really freaking crazy to think about, but yet here we are. It was a season finale of season three, though. That's interesting. Yeah, so we're going to get there in a couple of months. <laughs> I will look into getting us as promised. Uh, it'll be interesting to uh, try to get more episodes in, but for right now, just enjoy the one a week because that's not stopping anytime soon. After all, they'll never stop the Simpsons, right, Dan? Have no fears. We got stories for years. Indeed. So let's go back to Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Of course, we have to start every episode with the typical chalkboard and couch gag. The chalkboard says, I will not sell land in Florida. That is fantastic advice. I would not recommend. And when the family sits on the couch, Maggie appears in Marge's hair. So the episode starts off with more McBain. This is actually the end of the movie this time. Yep. The end of the movie. It's uh, it's where he finally gets Senator Mendoza. So it's like all the mobsters and everybody in meeting and they're like, so you say McBain's dead? Yes. Well, you say McBain's dead? Yes, yes. Well, with McBain dead, we can do our final thing. And then, surprise, <laughs> McBain's alive. And he kills them all. And he throws the guy out the window. He falls onto a propane truck and literally explodes. And then the girl shows up. You sure broke up that meeting. I'm thinking about having another meeting in bed. Did you notice the animation snafu? The people were already convulsing and shaking before he actually shot them. Is <laughs> uh, it like the bullet holes are behind him before? Pretty much, yeah. The guy shoots. And then uh, McBain announces that he will be back in You Have the Right to Remain Dead. Which will be the next McBain movie. But Grandpa and Jasper are watching it, and they are 
incredibly displeased. So they go and demand their money back from the from the movie theater manager, and Grandpa gets so worked up that he has a mild arrhythmia. Sure, don't have a heart attack. <laughs> so this family, the Simpson family, is sitting down to to dinner, and during grace, Bart sneaks a green bean, and Lisa narks on him, which meant that she had her eyes open. So Homer says, not another word, or Bart doesn't get to watch cartoons, and Lisa doesn't get to go to college. So they they pantomime, as Homer says. But it's all interrupted when Homer gets the phone call that Grandpa's in the hospital. So he goes in to meet with Grandpa, make sure he's okay, and of course he does the, the classic TV trope. Come closer, son, I have something to tell you. Oh, not that close, because Homer smells. Either his breath or his body odor, or both. Never quite can tell what Homer's grooming habits are, but that's the stereotypical thing, right? He's the fat guy with smelly breath and smelly body odor because, you know, that's how it works. The old freaking smelliness. Smelly. Smelly. Also, also, how about it taking Grandpa on his deathbed, or almost on his deathbed, to uh, confess a long-lost half-brother to Homer, like a huge family secret that he sat on. But So the, here's the basic backstory. When Grandpa was courting Homer's mom, he basically met a carnival floozy. And she would do... She things. would do things that your mother would never do, like have sex for money. <laughs> and a year later, when the carnival came back... She had a carny baby and confronted Abe about it. So they dropped him off at the Shelbyville Orphanage. <laughs> Abe ended up with with Mona. And Mona's big promise was that I want Homer to grow up respecting his father. Don't ever tell him about this. And then he's just like, oh, crap, forget I said that. But Homer's, you know, he's relieved. He's got a long lost half brother that he has to he has to track down. So, as they're, uh, you know, he's driving home with the family and telling them about it. And, of course, Bart's like, so where does this bastard live? Well, it's the classic thing where he says a bad word, Marge is like, oh, and he's like, uh-uh-uh, that's the technically the official word for that thing. Just like bitch and other things. We just had that with, uh, I sure as hell can't talk about hell without saying the word hell, can I? Yep. Oh yeah, that comes back later with uh with Santa's little helpers, bitch. Yep. Everything yeah. was good until this bitch showed up. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite is just Bart singing Bastard Bastard, Bastard Bastard, and Homer and Marge are just screaming at him. So they go to the Shelbyville orphanage, or he thinks so, there's a gas station. <laughs> this is great. I'm looking for the Shelbyville orphanage. Yeah, you're oh, about... they tore that down 30 years ago. Yeah, they're 30 years late. <laughs> oh, no! He's creating a scene in the gas station. Oh, brother, where are they? Uh, they moved across the street. It's kind of funny, because he, he totally asked the sarcastic asshole who didn't just, like, tell him. and goes, oh, yeah, it's right there behind him. Nope, we had to have the... We had to be sarcastic about it, and then 
<laughs> even the guy's just like, whoa, whoa, Pally, take it easy. You need to cross the street. Like, eventually they have that as a character, Raphael, the sarcastic guy. But uh, but right now it's just hysterical because every every time there's a sarcastic person, it's always got that same voice. Whoa, Pally. So the guy who runs the Shelbyville Orphanage is sympathetic to Homer's cause because he himself has a twin brother that he's still looking for. Yep. He looked kind of familiar, didn't he? It sounded kind of familiar. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. I wonder. Maybe he should have an automobile accident in, in, uh, actually in town there in Springfield and see if the doctor sounds familiar to him. There's another Dr. Hibbert reference later on with Bleeding Gums Murphy. I got a long lost brother I'll never see. He's a jazz musician, I think. That's a great follow-up, too. So, Homer's like, I need to know what happened. He goes, well, they were adopted by Mr. and Mrs. Powell. They named him Herbert. Where does he live? I can't tell you that. Oh, come on! And then here come the hints. Well, the city of brotherly love is not Philadelphia. It's Detroit. And Homer's like, ah, fine, I know how this works. Here's a $20 bill. Where does he live? He finally just gives up. He lives in Detroit. So Homer pulls out the Detroit phone book and calls three Herbert Powells, and none of them are his brother. So he's distraught about that. Sparn's just like, what about H. Powell? Oh, yeah. H. could stand for Herbert. As if he would be listed in the fucking phone book. Right? He's just like, are you? Does the H. stand for Herbert? Were you adopted from the Shelbyville Orphanage? How did you know that? I'm your baby brother, Homer. And then, of course, he's like holding the phone for dramatic effect. And Homer thinks he lost him. And he has to explain what the dramatic effect is. It's like, we have to get together. Come to Springfield. We got a sofa bed that pulls out. Yeah, I got a better idea. Come see me. And then it pans out and he lives in a fucking mansion. Yep. <laughs> So, of course, the kids are acting up on the long drive, and... Are we there yet? Are we there yet? We're almost! almost. Yeah. Almost there. Kids, if you don't knock it off, we're going to turn this car around. But, Marge, I want to see my brother. Homer, it's an empty threat. <laughs> I always love... Although, the, I always love the, the other joke that we get later on with the the back-to-Winnipeg joke. When Bart and his friends are on the road trip. If you kids don't knock it off, I'm going to turn this car around. Nelson slaps the driver. That's it. Back to Winnipeg. I mean, go back to Toronto. Or Winnipeg, you idiot. <laughs> so, while they're driving in, we see the, uh, the aforementioned Herb Powell at a board meeting with all of his big car executives. They've got this brand new car called the Persephone. He's like, this is not what people want. You're, you know, there. It's it's what is it? It's a complacent boardroom of yes men and women. That's not what he wants, and he's you know all emotional because he's alone in his life. Yeah, he's like, why did I hire all you Harvard Yahoos? Because you went, you went to Harvard too. Yeah, but I I didn't pay for, I didn't I had to pay for it myself. Mommy and Daddy didn't do it for me. I had to pay for it by scrubbing your dishes. Oh <laughs> yeah, now I remember you. 
<laughs> now you work for him. And as the family pulls up, they're like, this can't be the right address. It's this huge house. It's got tourists outside taking pictures. And then the limo pulls up. And Homer, of course, he's got a bag of chips in his hand. Because you got to have the emphasis on differences. And when the window rolls down, it's like looking into a mirror. Except for he has hair and he's not fat. Yep. Except you got a little bit and a little bit. and then A little bit less. And they have the all... The good old emotional moment. And he's like, welcome to my home. Holy moly, the bastard's rich. And Herb is just absolutely delighted to meet the family. You know, Marge is gorgeous. His... He loves the fact that he's got nieces and nephews. He's like, were they all born in wedlock? Well, yeah, but the boy was a close call. And with this wonderful family, he says, Homer, you're the richest man I know as he's holding the baby. Homer goes, I feel the same way about you. Now, don't, please, don't call me Uncle Herb. That sounds so formal. Oh, yeah. Uncle Herb. I actually kind of like that. Did you ever have like a family member that had like a quirky nickname that they preferred? Mm. I mean, we've had family members who had a nickname for so long I didn't know they. I thought it was their real name. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, there was I'm, like I remember, uh, like my my mom likes to be Aunt A instead of Aunt Adrian. She prefers that, um, and they like when when people like. My mom and dad, they like being Mr. and Mrs. O. Just the O. They don't need the they don't need the rest of it. They like, hey, Mr. O. Like they, they've always liked that. When my sister had her kids, they became they they adopted the standard grandma and grandpa, but I know uh my brother in law's father, he's actually Pop Pop. That's what he wants to be. You did you have like do, do like your grandma prefer anything? Is she grandma? Is she like nana or just grandma and grandpa. Grandma, and grandpa. <clears throat> but my grandmother has been known as Cookie since the day she was born. Ah, that is not her real name. Her real name is Laura. But most people in the family and friends don't realize it for a very, very long time. My uh, my maternal grandmother was Carmela, but everyone oh, called chicken? her Chick. Everyone called her Chick. Oh yeah. So she was always Grandma Chick. And because my grandfather died before I was born, the differentiation was Grandma Chick, and then it was Grandma and Grandpa, which was my dad's parents. My grandma is still Grandma. She's still still going, too. In fact, as we record this, uh, there was a death in the baseball world. Uh, I don't know if you saw that or not. Tommy, about, Tommy about Lasorda. Lasorda yeah. yeah, and he was born in 1927, which is the same year my grandmother was born, which is so crazy to think about that, like, like imagine imagine everything that my grandmother has seen and is still continuing to see. Like, it, it actually boggles my mind quite a bit. Like, but and it's really cool. I hope I hope she makes it to 100 and beyond. You know, she, she's still feisty, so. But, yeah. I, I like the Unky Herb. I think that's unique, and I like that, uh, I mean, again, it's his, uh, 
It's his first time really getting a family, pretty much. That's what they've established. So, Marge, you have to tell me your entire life. Well... Oh, yeah. The Marge. We met in high school and got married and we had kids. Wow, I can't wait to learn more. No, that's pretty much it. (laughs) Also, I love... uh, He's explaining that if you guys get hungry, you can call the cook and he'll make you anything at any time. Homer's like, even pork chops? So wait, wait, wait. Let me get this straight. It's it's Christmas Day, 4 a.m. There's a rumble in my stomach, and Herb just loves it. Your old man sure loves his pork chops. I also love when they're out at the pool and the kids are playing Marco Polo and Bart is totally doing fish out of water. Yeah. Uh, everybody always cheated with that. And they're just... Yeah, they're they're having a great time, you know. They're skipping rocks, although Homer fails miserably. I like how he just hauls the rock into the water, and then of course, Herb brings him in and says, "Hey, check it out. We're gonna uh, you can have a car." And he's like, "Well, how about a big one? Yeah, we don't have one. How about one with Pep? We don't have that either." Oh. He's like, why not? Because Americans don't want big cars. They want, and they want, they want better mileage. He's like, Homer, would you tell the nice man what country you come from? He's like, this is why the Japanese are killing us. Because you're telling them what the, you, you hear that, Vince McMahon? You're telling them what they want instead of giving them what they want. He's like, Homer, I want you to design a car. And I'm going to pay you 200 grand a year. And Homer's like, yes, I'm going to let you and I'm gonna let you. <laughs> Dude, can I design a car? <laughs> I take two hundred grand a year. I'll design cars. I mean, they had the whole team of engineers there, right? Crap. So Homer's first day. Oh yeah, Homer's. All of this is like during like a week long vacation from work. By the way. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> this is, uh, what... What I also love is, like, every time they're doing something, Marge is like, I hope we're not spoiling the kids. And then he's like, so what do you guys want to do today while well, Homer's at work? And they're like, I want to go on a boat ride. I want to go on a pony ride. So they do both. Oh, boat ride. Pony ride. Because <laughs> out on a yacht while Lisa's riding a horse around the yacht. Marge is like, I really hope we're not spoiling them. Yeah, Homer's first day is basically, uh, they're basically telling him what to do, and they make him get them coffee, and when he comes back, he's just like, yeah, I don't know, they, you know, they were installing some onboard computer thingy, and then they, uh, what was it, it was like rack and peanut steering. It's like, Homer, did you ask for that? No. Well, yeah, I think so. <laughs> How can you ask for it? You don't even know what it is. And then he gives him, he actually gives him a pretty nice little confidence booster there, which is what becomes his own undoing (laughs) in the end. And he calls him up and says, do everything he says. I don't don't give a fuck. Oh, yeah, that's great when he's on the phone while they're they're playing croquet. Oh, yeah, and he's telling them that everything is going awful. Yeah. He's like, Homer's dumb and he (laughs) smells. You're going to call me back and say the exact opposite of everything you just said so that the kids can hear it. And his... (laughs) 
after everything. He is the best. He's going to set this company for the next 100 years. Oh, and my. his personal hygiene is above reproach. Yeah. <laughs> That's freaking great. <laughs> and I, I, I also love all of Homer's freaking ideas too. Like, I needed, so, I needed something to hold my drink. It has a beverage holder. I said my drink. You know those giant sodas they have at the Quickie Mart. Like two people shake their heads yes, two people are shake their heads no. They're like okay. He's it's like, yeah. Also, the kids are always in the backseat making a fuss. How can we do something about that? How about a built-in video game? You're fired. How about a separate dome with noise cancellation and optional muzzles and restraints? Some things never go out of style, like fins. The horn should play La Cucaracha. All these freaking ideas. And then the first actual design that they come up with might have actually been sleek and worked. But then Homer presents his design, and it's just, well, we'll see where that goes. Also, I love the kids introducing Herb to Itchy and Scratchy on the giant TV. And as always, like we always do, we're going to review the Itchy and Scratchy episode. Sunday, bloody Sunday, with Sunday spelled like ice cream Sunday, Because Itchy literally makes Scratchy into a milkshake and then serves him. And Herb is... I can't believe I've been making money this entire time when I could have been watching cartoons. This old fool has wasted his <laughs> life. He's literally rolling on the floor laughing at this. And they literally spoil the kids. The, the, final, the final straw is bribing the zookeepers to let them play in the penguin exhibit. And now it's time for the big night, the big reveal. Oh, and the key the key factor here was Herb said he didn't want to see anything until they were done. Which was probably the worst decision he made. And he introduced he welcomes everyone, including the Pope. Did you notice the Pope was at the yes, car he's unveiling? Like, Your Highness, he, he bows and you see, <laughs> you see the, the giant Pope hat. <laughs> the hat and the staff. <laughs> the giant Pope hat, I love it. Finally, a car, powerful like a gorilla, but soft like a Nerf ball. And the car is revealed, and it is an absolute monstrosity. And with a sticker price of $82,000, Herb realizes that he is now ruined. And that's it. The Japanese take over the car dealership, and Herb loses everything. His house, all his possessions, and he just... It kind of just goes... Womp, 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 and then two minutes later, the episode's over. Yeah, basically. And he's just like, as far as I'm concerned, I have no brother. And Lisa captions it perfectly. His life was going great until he realized he was a Simpson. And then all of a sudden, Grandpa pulls up in the taxi. <laughs> Where's that old chip off the old block I call Sonny Boy? <laughs> oh, we didn't even talk about when Homer calls Grandpa to tell me he's like, a millionaire? Damn it, I kept the wrong one. <laughs> And Homer, please don't screw anything up until I get there. And what happens? Homer screws it up. And he's like, well, at least you can join the family for their own. He just hops back in the taxi. Just, <laughs> he's not even going to bother with the, with the rest of the family. Screw this. You ruined everything. But <laughs> as they're driving home, Bart tells him, I liked your car. I thought it was pretty cool. So that was awfully nice of Bart. And that's Oh Brother, Where Art Thou from Season 2. Let's do some trivia about this episode. So, some fans were actually upset with the sad ending. 
And as a result, the producers decided to write the sequel where Herb would be given a kinder fate. And Brother Can You Spare Two Dimes will be the season three finale. So we will get to that. This is, of course, the time in 2021. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, Of course, this is the first appearance of Herb, as we said. But also, this is the first time we actually see Homer's mother. That's kind of important, too. On June 29th, 2013, oh god, Porcubimer Motors, I hope I said that right, Porcubimer? They debuted a real-life version of the Homer, the car that was designed by Homer in the episode, at the 24 Hours of Le Mans race in Buttonwillow, California. I think I actually remember seeing a picture of it. Yes, of course, the original ending had Herb coming up with another idea as the bus pulled away. So there was a slightly happier ending. We just didn't get to see it. So not quite the real, not quite real life version. (laughs) But it's close. I'm looking at the pictures of it. Uh, Of course, the title is a reference to the fictional book, O Brother, Where Art Thou? in Sullivan's Travels from 1941. And there was a movie that came out in 2000 that we actually reviewed on Talk and Talkies, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, we did. It's very good. Yes, with the O Brother, Where Art Thou? title with the actual O, not the O-H as in this one. So, of course, Herb Powell was voiced by the great actor Danny DeVito, with whom I share a birthday. He's a November 17th baby. And here's what Nancy Cartwright, the voice of Bart, said about the line where where Herb is telling him all this amenities, you know, the tennis court, the swimming pool, the screening room. It was written with Danny in mind because he actually has those amenities in his house. And they said that the part was just tailor-made for him because at the end of the episode, we discovered that all the material things in the world didn't mean as much to Herb as being with the family. And that's something that's always been true with Danny DeVito. He's always, you know, he he's always prized family and friends and people above possessions, which is why he's, for such a crazy actor, he's also a pretty wholesome one. Probably why he's so super popular, too. So... I think that's actually pretty cool. Uh, Because Danny DeVito had another appointment, the staff had to focus on recording his scenes only instead of the whole episode at once. So they actually did it kind of, kind of out of line. But, you know. And then did you notice... I wonder what DeVito was doing in the late late 90s. Uh, I don't know. Look up his credits. While you're doing that... Danny uh, DeVito, IMDb. Yep. And uh, Sam Simon was actually the one who suggested Danny DeVito for the role. Great, uh... Freaking great voice actor choice, I think. So, of course, we all we also know that, you know, he's four foot eleven, and Nancy Cartwright almost knocked him over the first time she met him. <laughs> he could have been starting work on Batman. Ah, there we go. Maybe that was his other assignment. 
<clears throat> they also utilized some of DeVito's attitudes, gestures, and facial expressions while he was doing the table read so they could animate it into the episode. That's actually pretty cool. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty, yeah. What do you think? Oh, brother, there art thou. What's your opinion? Oh, like we mentioned all the car stuff. Like what? It's largely based upon the failure of the Tucker 48. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which there's a really good movie about the making of. It's called Tucker, the Man in His Dream. I've heard of that. It's Tucker. I watched it in high school. I have heard of that, yeah. Guy tries to make a brand new fancy car and he tries to do all these new things and they all, no one likes any of them. That's <laughs> really funny. Also, the house that Herb lived in was based on, uh, designed by Frank Lloyd Wright. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, I think. What do you think of this episode, Dan? I think it's a pretty damn good one. It's one of the best ones. Yeah, People don't want cars named after hungry old Greek broads. They <laughs> yeah. want names like Mustang and Cheetah. Vicious animal names. Another great thing about Danny DeVito is he's so freaking good with his voice acting. Like, you'd never even. Can't even tell that, like. Like, you can just feel the passion coming out of him. I think that's fantastic. I think, uh, of course, we will definitely get um, more Danny DeVito down the line. But don't get too attached to Herb Powell as a character because, unfortunately... He only has one more He only has one more full episode. And I think that's been a missed opportunity. Maybe it's... They can't get Danny DeVito back. But I don't know. I think... uh, uh, I'm not sure why they never did anything more with him. Maybe they'll be, maybe we'll discover that in the trivia for the next episode. And maybe we'll never know. Maybe we'll never you know. You know that little ball you put on that aerial? Yeah. <laughs> that should be on every car. Oh, yeah. His friggin', yeah. His friggin' designs. Love it. Absolutely love it. Yeah, great classic, classic episode. Uh, next time we come to you, we're going to review an episode entitled Bart's Dog Gets an F. We started Season 2 with Bart getting the F. Now, it's going to go to Santa's Little Helper? <laughs> Santos L. Helper? That'll be next time on the Stupid Sexy Podcast. And don't forget... A couple new guest stars. Yep. And uh, don't forget to check out all the other great content here on CKCC Radio. Lots and lots of great stuff happening every single freaking week. Subscribe so you never miss an episode and follow us on Facebook and Twitter at CKCC Radio. That's going to do it for this episode of the Stupid Sexy Podcast. And before we go, Dan, tell everybody what you're doing over on our Twitch channel. I'm over at twitch.tv slash ckcc online. I'm doing a stream every day. And so far, we are eight days down. Yes. In, in eight days. So, so make so sure good. make sure you guys subscribe to our Twitch channel. We're very close to becoming affiliated. If we, we need some more subscribers. So help us. Please, won't you help us? Yes, I've been playing Watch Dogs Legion. 
and uh, get going through them. And of course, every Saturday night, we play Among Us. You yep. can always watch that. All right. We'll see you guys next time for another Stupid Sexy Podcast. And thank you all for continuing to support us in 2021. Because I can podcast nothing at all.